Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus is our guest. He's on the Western Hotline here on WGR. Um, It's interesting. I I already mentioned how last time we think we talked with you was after the Bills had played Kansas City, and... They 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 did not score in that game. The Bills didn't, but the Chiefs really they were they were somewhat limited at least for them, and they they scored twenty six with a with a late field goal. Um, but the Bills played a very passive game defensively in that game. That was that we're not going to let anything over the top of us. And the Chiefs ran for like two hundred and fifty yards or something uh, on the ground, as it turned out. And, you know, they, they got enough to win the game. But it's funny, Austin, I was thinking as the Bills were getting ready to play Seattle, whether or not Sean McDermott would approach defending Seattle the same way he did Kansas City. And that just was not the case. I mean, I know they, they, they mixed things up, but they, they attacked. There was a, a healthy amount of blitzing, and I don't think they get the turnovers without attacking Russell Wilson like they did. So they even changed that from the last time they played, you know, a, a high-powered MVP-caliber quarterback in Mahomes a month ago. And I think weather matters in both those games. I think you obviously going against Kansas City Chiefs, you want to limit the big play. But I think a big reason why the Kansas City Chiefs only scored, what, 26 in that game was weather. Like, you, they ran the football a ton, yep. lower efficiency. When you're not throwing the football, you're going to lower your offensive efficiency. And I think the weather played into that. As for Seattle, like I said, they, they forced Seattle very quickly to be one-dimensional and not – you can be aggressive defending the pass. You can be aggressive, you know, sending extra guys. Because the, the Seattle Seahawks offensive line, outside of maybe guard Damian Lewis, and Dwayne Brown has battled injuries this year, has not played particularly well. And if you're going to beat Russell Wilson, you have to get him off the spot. And I know he throws really well out of structure, great under pressure, has had one of the best – he's the highest great quarterback in the NFL right now, according to PFF. But get him off his spot – force him to get the ball out quickly, and you saw him make the mistakes that you just don't see. A 52.7 overall grade in that game. That is the worst of this season. It's one of the worst we've seen over the past two or three years for Russell Wilson. The Buffalo Bills had his number in that game, and I think the biggest part of that is getting up offensively and forcing them to be one-dimensional and sending the blitzes that they did and getting aggressive with moving him off the spot. Yeah, if Seattle had a mind to try to run the ball to exploit a a generally weak Bills run defense – it never got going. A, like you said, the Bills scored early and often and put them behind. And also, just when they tried to run, the Bills were just there. They just had it shut down. So they did uh, a good job in in, uh, in both of those facets of, of that game uh, on Sunday. So you mentioned, like, some bad pass defenses. And so far, we've seen teams that play a lot of man 
be really exposed by Brian Dable and Josh Allen. And then we've seen some maybe a little more challenging times against teams that are more zone oriented. Um, like is a, is that accurate? Like that's, that's from a view of not having really gone deep on that analysis, but just watching the games and, and hearing teams reputations on defense, like Miami, I know is a team that plays a lot of man. Seattle likes to blitz a lot. That's going to leave guys in man. Um, and, and we saw Tennessee and I think Kansas city did a lot of this too. Although, as you mentioned, the weather was a factor in that game as well, but two, two safeties deep, don't let Josh Allen uh, and and Brian Dayball scheme guys open in man coverage. Let's try to confuse them with zone. Um, is that like a rudimentary level analysis, or is it somewhat accurate? No, I think that's strong analysis. You see teams like the Buffalo Bills, the Atlanta Falcons, the Dallas Cowboys see a very low percentage of, of man coverage concepts because their receiving cores are, 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 are well fit. They have a lot of talented route runners, guys that can create separation against single coverage. Even the Seattle Seahawks with D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett don't see a ton of single coverage concepts. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't see a ton of man coverage. And I don't think it's that Josh Allen struggles against zone, he, he gets more confused or anything like that. His receivers aren't getting as open. It, it's harder to get open and, and find open windows against zone coverage oftentimes, especially against good zone coverage defenses, well-coached defenses. I don't think it's Josh Allen's kryptonite, the game scripts out, or the, 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 the jury's out on him, it's zone coverage that beats Josh Allen. I think it's zone coverage that limits this receiving core, like it limits the Atlanta Falcons, like it limits the Dallas Cowboys. Because if you run single coverage against Stephon Diggs all day, he's going to beat you. And Josh Allen just has to hit him open. Same with John Brown, same with Cole Beasley. And a lot of people say the same things about Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons. Those are the teams that, because they have such a well-fit receiving core, like a complete receiving core, you're going to see a lower percentage of coverage. I think zone coverage makes it harder for those receivers to come open and forces Brian Dable to scheme guys open and find open holes. Right, and that's I guess that's still the thing we're, we're waiting to see a team play the Bills like that and have Allen really go off. Um, so you know, I guess, I guess you know that'll be that'll be a story that'll be told here uh, in these next seven weeks. How, how you already said like they, they look like the Bills to you look like a team that can get in the ring and and punch with or even take down Kansas City. Um, so I mean, the ceiling therefore seems like it's as high as it goes, if you're willing to say that, right? Yeah. I think, like I said at the top, I I think the Buffalo Bills of any team in the AFC has the best, it's the best suited team to take down the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC postseason. If it came to an AFC championship, I think the the only team that I would feel really confident making it a game even is the Buffalo Bills because the Pittsburgh Steelers offense has not played well. Yes, their defense is great. Blitzburg, as they're calling it over there in PA, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger and company are capable of putting up enough points to take down Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens offense, has really regressed. And defensively, while they're playing great, similar to Pittsburgh, offense is what wins in the postseason. I don't think Lamar Jackson and company can put up the points that they need to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Throw out that game with a ton of weather, the storm against the Buffalo Bills, and I think if you play in better conditions, even if it is in Kansas City, I think the Buffalo Bills, that spread, if you're going to go to Las Vegas, is going to be a lot tighter than it would be against Pittsburgh or Baltimore. So what, what do you make of the rest of the conference? Let's, let's bounce around a little bit. Um, you know, The Bills are in nice shape in the division, but Miami has won four in a row, and they've got the Chargers, the Broncos, the Jets, and the Bengals up next. Those are their next four. And while an eight-game winning streak in season 
it's not something a lot of people would have expected out of the Dolphins. I don't think it's that far-fetched considering how they're playing right now. They've got the Chiefs after that, so we'll see. But I don't know. Should, should I be – should I be paying a lot of attention to my rearview mirror with Miami closing like they are, or, or do you think the Bills are pretty comfortable? Uh, I think the Bills are pretty comfortable. However, I, they are playing really good defense. I think Brian Flores, more than anything, has really changed the culture in South Beach. I, I, I think they're playing better as a unit. And I, I, coming from Pro Football Focus, who everyone thinks we just watch football in Excel sheets, that, culture matters. You know, it, it matters a ton. When you see a team playing to win like Miami Dolphins are with and without Ryan Fitzpatrick, the shift to Tua Tungabailoa honestly couldn't have gotten better. Some people were speculating that, you know, this is going to lose the locker room. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a leader. No, Tua Tungabailoa is being well-supported by that defense and that receiving core. I think a team, another team, too, the Las Vegas Raiders. Another team that's, I think, 5-3 and three right now that in the postseason, because they can score offensively, you could think about it as a, not a contender for the Super Bowl. I'll say their defense is very, very bad, but they can put up points. Their offense has proven time and time again, especially in the later weeks, that they can go down the football field with Henry Ruggs, even Nelson Aguilar, and win down the field. You saw that against the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are two teams that are not the juggernauts of the AFC that could sneak into the postseason and do some damage in the early rounds. What do you think is going on with Baltimore? You, you mentioned their offense already. Uh, Lamar Jackson seems to be having some trouble, uh, you know, being, being effective and efficient through the air. Certainly a, a big step back from the MVP season he had last year. Like, what, what do you think – I don't want to say what's ailing them. Maybe what are some of the things, because it's probably more than one thing. But what do you think is going on in Baltimore, Austin? In 2019 – the Baltimore Ravens offense on early downs, first and second down, ranked first in EPA per play. That is, you know, your winning percentage per play. Right now, you know, eight, nine weeks, they rank 28th in EPA per play on early downs. The problem has been that they are not generating enough yardage, enough volume on those early downs due to a lowered passing efficiency and honestly not as much success running the football. You cannot sustain the level of success the Baltimore Ravens had running the football in 2019 into 2020. As good as Lamar Jackson is. Mark Ingram has battled injuries. Ronnie Stanley is out for the season. It is very difficult to sustain that rushing success they had year over year. You add in the fact that Lamar Jackson has more turnover-worthy plays in eight weeks than he did the entire 2019 season. He is more confident and taking more risks because of it, throwing into more tight windows because of it. That, I think, are the major changes for the Baltimore Ravens. It, was a, it, it wasn't an unsustainable offensive efficiency in 2019, but it was one that was bound for regression in some ways because it was predicated on running the football really effectively, easily the best in the NFL, and a very conservative quarterback in Lamar Jackson that needs to now chase those explosive plays and is now taking more risks and more turnovers turnovers as a result. Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus is our guest on the West Her Hotline. A C- couple of more teams in the AFC. I-, I mentioned Tennessee. They really took the Bills apart um, in Week 5. That was a you know a-, a COVID game, if you will. Like Tennessee was away for a while. The Bills' schedule got all disrupted. So I, you- I may conveniently want to just sort of put that game on the side. Uh, but it still was impressive. Tennessee scored on a bunch of short fields, uh, but took advantage. They were opportunistic. Um, how much of a threat do you think they are in the conference? I think they're definitely a threat. The, the biggest threat to the Tennessee Titans are themselves. They run Derrick Henry on early downs at just an absurd rate. He is not the engine. He is not the thing that takes the you know Tennessee Titans offense forward. It is Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and the downfield passing attack. The reason that they have not looked as good of late, like like what they did against the Buffalo Bills, 
is because they're running the football too much on early downs. They're leaning way too much on Derrick Henry to win football games when, in reality, I Tannehill win operating on all cylinders is a top 10 quarterback in the in the nfl we've seen that since 2019 aj brown is a top flight receiver Corey davis is having a resurgent season i think the tennessee titans need to throw the ball more they added desmond king at the trade deadline who i think makes that defense better jeffrey simmons the second year player out of mississippi state is having a massive sophomore season in the nfl this is a legit team the problem is they're shooting themselves in the foot every time they hand the ball off to Derrick henry you know 20 plus times give more opportunities to aj brown Give opportunities to Ryan Tannehill. I think the Tennessee Titans, if they can figure that out offensively, start to reassert themselves as a legitimate contender in the AFC. We've already talked about a couple of five and three teams in the AFC. One more, Cleveland at five and three. They lose Beckham. Uh, the last game, talk about weather. <laughs> Very much a weather game, uh, their last loss. Uh, what, what's your prognosis on the Browns? It's not good. Uh, Baker Mayfield has played very poorly this year. You thought he'd see you'd see a resurgent season from him under Kevin Stefanski, Odo Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, one of the highest rated offensive lines in the NFL. A very talented tight end group. It's been a concern. He's bailing out of clean pockets, struggling under pressure, not having success throwing the ball downfield. If I am sitting in the Browns front office right now, I am very concerned with my quarterback play. They have done so much to prop him up, pull the puppet strings to make sure he can be an effective quarterback, similar to what the Los Angeles Rams do with Jared Goff. And he has not delivered. That is a concern for me. And when you're concerned as a, as a contender in the AFC or NFC, if that's quarterback position, it's going to be very difficult for me to get behind you as a legitimate contender in 2020. Real quick, we'll just buzz through the NFC. There's four six-win teams, and then three more five-win teams. Uh, I mean, who do you? Who, I mean, New Orleans was very impressive, obviously, in just dismantling Tampa. We just saw Seattle and talked about them. Uh, Green Bay's at six and two. Um, what, what do you what do you what do you like there halfway through? There isn't a truly elite team in the AFC. I don't think there's a truly elite team in the NFL outside of the Kansas City Chiefs because of how stable the quarterback position is and how well Patrick Mahomes is playing football. I think what we've learned about the NFC is all of those teams have clear-cut weaknesses. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still struggling to you know, gel offensively. They haven't blown out teams as we expected. The Seattle Seahawks just got upset on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Their passing defense is on, record, on pace for record-high passing yards allowed. The Green Bay Packers can't stop the run. There are legitimate concerns. You know, The New Orleans Saints, have had an up-and-down season. Drew Brees' arm looks like it's falling off. The NFC right now is really shaky, in my opinion. I don't think there is a truly elite team. I think if I had to pick the best one, I think it's with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I think he's playing really good football for them. Or the Seattle Seahawks. I don't see Tampa Bay as that number one or number two team. It's tough. I think it's the AFC Super Bowl to lose, specifically the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl to lose right now because the NFC is just not shaking up. Anything shaken that we need to know about that you want to promote, Austin, while we've got you here? Yeah, make sure to follow me on Twitter, PFF underscore off the gale. I also have a podcast that looks at rookies and draft prospects. It's called Two for One Drafts. Find that wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, check out PFF.com. It's on grades, stats, fantasy football, betting information, everything you need for NFL college, uh, college football. Excellent. Austin, thank you very much for the time. Informative, entertaining. Really enjoyed it, man. Of course. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap for our show. We expect Mike Shope back tomorrow. Stay tuned, though. Sneaky Joe straight ahead with an hour of the nightcap here on WGR. Good night, everyone, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.